Welcome back to Principles with Corey and Logan. Hey guys, got an exciting episode uh, for you today. I'm going to be sharing with you the barriers. These are five barriers that uh, prevent leaders and their teams from achieving their goals, achieving their potential. And, you know, at the time of this recording, it's December and people, a lot of times at this time of year, they'll reflect back on the year to see, you know, what are some of the things they've done. And then they start dreaming about the things they want to do and achieve in the upcoming year. And, um, over the last couple of years, I've had the opportunity to work with leaders from all streams of influence. And even just in my own life, I started to started to notice these barriers that hold leaders back and hold their teams back. And I call them invisible barriers because some of them you don't even recognize, you don't even see. And I want to shine the light on those today. So we've got five barriers that prevent leaders and their teams from achieving their goals and achieving their potential. But before we jump in, hey, I want to invite you on January the 12th. This is exciting. I've done this for the last few years, uh, except for we missed it last year. But we're having our annual goal-setting seminar workshop, we call it Achieve in 23. Make 2023 your best year yet. It's going to be on January the 12th in Tupelo, Mississippi. This is going to be live. I'm teaming up uh, with my friends, Carl Shepard, who is a leadership uh, coach, trainer, and speaker, and Katina O'Neill. And if you've ever met Katina, you know she is a motivator. She's an encourager, and you can't get around Katina without being inspired. So uh, it's going to be a goal-setting workshop. This is something I have done personally over, I don't know, seven or eight, nine years, and this is my process of reflecting back over the year, capturing those lessons. If you follow me at all, you know that we talk about experience is not the greatest teacher, but evaluated experience is. So we're gonna take a time, uh, have a time of reflection, allow those lessons to catch up with us. And then we're gonna design and create um, where we wanna go in 2023. And then we're gonna talk about some disciplines and some habits to help you get there. So, hey, want to invite you to that. We'll have a link in the show notes there, but you can find tickets on Eventbrite. They're $97. Uh, Awesome, awesome uh, time of growth right there. So let's jump into these barriers that will hold you back, hold leaders and their teams back from reaching their potential. And the first barrier is actually a trap. And what it is, is we fall into this comparison trap. That's right, comparison is a trap. And what we tend to do is we we compare our potential or we look at where we currently are and we compare it to other people in where they are. And what happens is we look at people who may be a little further down the path than we are and we get a little frustrated or we compare ourselves to people that maybe we've, we've gone a little further than and we can become complacent. But the thing is, is whenever we begin to compare ourselves to other people, all we could ever hope to be is a cheap, (laughs) is a cheap knockoff of an original, a cheap copy of an original, because they're original and so are you, right? It's the knockoff brand. And uh, this is something I have fallen into. Uh, Many of you know that our background is actually in the medical field. My wife and I, we own a couple of physical therapy clinics. But I can remember a time when we were looking at opening up our first clinic. I I would be on our couch and I would do the research. We didn't know anything about business. So I had to research it, go to my friend Google and learn how to open up a business, how to run a business, how to market the thing, how to get the word out. Right. So I've done all this research and we were getting close uh, to the launch of this business. 
And I remember thinking to myself, you know, I want to go around and I want to just, I just want to kind of see, I just want to look at the competition. I just want to see. And I remember driving around town, seeing all these other physical therapy clinics. And as I drove by, I would see their signs and I would see the signs on their doors and it would have the therapist's name. And then out behind their name, it would have a list of their credentials. This would be their training and their experience, their expertise. And I remember looking at their names with all these credentials out behind it and thinking, doggone, they got the alphabet behind their name, right? And in that moment, I started comparing their experience and their knowledge and their expertise to my lack thereof. And my heart began to sink. And it was in that moment, I was like, you know, we just cannot compete. I cannot compete with them. They are doing some awesome things in the community. They're making an impact in the lives of other people. And I just, you know, I'm just not on that level. And I remember driving back home and I was down. I was a little bit frustrated and I just walked through the door and I timidly tell my wife, it's like, you know, I just can't compete with all these other people. They got all these credentials. They got these experience and man, I mean, we don't have experience and I'm just an assistant. I'm just a physical therapist assistant. And you, you know, you just got out of school. You just graduated. Who do we think we are? We can't, I can't compete with that. And she said something just without missing a beat. She said, but you know how to make people feel good and feel good about themselves. And when she said that, it really woke me up to the fact that I had fallen into this comparison trap. Yes, they were doing awesome things. They were making an impact. But you know what? So could I. And I could do it in my own unique way. Right. That they they their success does not take away from my success. The impact that they are making does not take away from the impact that I am able to make. So when we compare ourselves to other people, all we could ever hope to do is be a cheap version of an original. So and I, I had a mentor tell me one time, he said, Corey, you, you know, when you get to heaven, God is not going to ask you why you weren't more like Mother Teresa. Right. He's going to ask you, why weren't you more like you? Why weren't you more like the Corey Lee I designed and created you to be? So we don't want to compare ourselves to other people, but there's this potential that God has created each one of us with, that he has got a perfect will and a perfect plan for your life, right? And we, and we listen into that. And anytime we compare ourselves to other people and where they're at, I promise you, we will never find what we were called to be and we'll never walk out what we were called and created to be. So we don't compare ourselves to other people, but there's another piece to this comparison trap that I think may be even more deadly and even worse. And that's where we compare our potential to our current results. We compare what we are capable of doing of what we've achieved up until now, right? So we'll have this inspired idea, this new idea. Again, we're talking about goals and trying to accomplish goals. So trying to accomplish things we've never done before. So we'll take a look at the things we've never done before, this inspired idea, and we'll look at our current results and say, whoo, that doesn't match. <laughs> That's too big. I ain't never done nothing like that before. And we'll look at our current results and we'll look at this inspired idea and say, that's too big. And, I, you know, I just want to ask you, I want you to think about your living room. Just kind of get your living room in your mind's eye. And as you get your living room in your mind's eye, is that room big or small? 
Would you say your living room is big or small, kind of in your mind's eye, or even if you're there right now, look around, look up, look down, look all around. Is that room big or small? And really the answer is compared to what, right? So if we compare your living room to probably uh, your bathroom, it is big. It's bigger than the bathroom. But if you compare your living room to maybe an arena, I live here in Tupelo, Mississippi. So uh, the, the Cadence Bank Arena is probably pretty small, right? But the room didn't change. The height, the width, the dimensions, none of that changed. But what we compared it to did change. See, something's only big or small when we attach a comparison to it, when we attach meaning to it by comparing it to one thing or the other. This inspired idea that's coming in of what you want to create, of who you think you can be, it's not going to match your current results. Your current results are coming from our past performance, the things we've done in the past. This inspired idea is coming from future potential. So it's a trap. We don't want to fall into the comparison trap of comparing ourselves to other people or comparing what we are capable of doing or what God's capable of doing through us with what we've achieved up until now. So it's a trap. That's the first barrier. The second barrier is we allow ourselves, we don't allow ourselves to be present. And and here here's why this is a barrier right here, right, is, is that um, we talk about leadership is influence. You're going to need people to get to where you're going. You, you, no one is an island. There is no such thing as a self-made man. There is somebody that helped them get there. Uh, but this barrier is we don't allow ourselves to be present. And as leaders, as high achievers, we get into this doing mode. I do and do and do and do, right? But if we're going to add value to people, then we got to give them our time and our attention, our time and our attention. And this goes down to if you've done anything on um, any studying on, on listening and communicating, there are three levels of listening. And the first level is, is level one. That's where I'm actually listening from my own perspective. I'm listening from my own point of view. If you and I are having a conversation, I'm sitting there, I'm I'm listening to what you're saying, but it's going one ear and out the other. I'm just waiting for you to be quiet, put a period on the sentence so I can begin to speak, right? I'm, I'm listening from my own perspective. I may even ask you questions, but really the questions are from my own point of view. We, several, I guess it's a couple of years ago, we had a gentleman on, it was a friend of mine on our podcast, and he was talking about as leaders, when we ask questions, are we asking questions to prove a point? Or are we asking questions to truly understand? When we listen from level one, we're not trying to understand. We're trying to prove a point, right? So level two listening is where I really put myself in your shoes. I begin to listen from your perspective. I, I kind of lean in. I get curious. I want to know what you have to say, right? I'm, I'm putting myself in your shoes, so I'm actively listening. But there's a third level of listening, and third level of listening is where I actually begin to listen to the words behind the words. I'm watching body language. I'm, I'm watching facial expressions and I'm listening to the tone of voice because that's going to tell me a little more to the story, right? In face-to-face -face communication, 55% of communication is body language. How about that? 38% of face-to-face -face communication is in your tone of voice. And only 7% of communication face-to-face -face are the actual words 
you say. So 93% of communication is body language and tone of voice. And whenever I'm I'm communicating, if I'm actively listening, I'm listening to the words, but I'm also watching body language. I'm listening to tone of voice so I can hear the story behind the story. And it's not, it's not to manipulate, it's to motivate, add value, and influence other people. So the trap is, or the barrier is, we don't allow ourselves to be present. If we want to add value to people, then we got to make ourselves uh, give time and attention to the people we're talking to. Number three is incorrect use of imagination. Hey, I love imagination. Our, our kids, I love ideas. Our kids, when they were younger, they would hear the word idea and they just perk up and say, ooh, daddy loves ideas. And hey, you know what? I sure do. I like ideas because everything you see first started out as an idea in somebody's mind. This desk that I'm sitting on started out as an idea in somebody's mind. Zoom that I'm recording this on, SoundCloud that I upload these podcasts onto. They were created as an idea first before they became a reality. So the barrier is incorrect use of imagination. One of my favorite books is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Uh, Think and Grow Rich was written in the 1930s. Um, the author, he spent 20 years and he studied the lives of 25,000 people. 500 of these were the wealthiest, most successful people in history at that time. So you think about the early 1900s. So it's Henry Ford, Andrew Carnegie, the Rockefellers, the Wright brothers, um, those Thomas Edison, those kind of people. And he said, uh, and he wrote the book, Think and Grow Rich, based off of 13 principles that separated the super successful from uh, everybody else. And he named it Think and Grow Rich. But in one, one of the statements he makes in there is man's only limitation within reason lies within the development and the use of his imagination. Think about that. Man's only limitation within reason lies within the development and the use of his imagination. You have an imagination. I have an imagination. And you use your imagination all day, every day, every day, right? You can use your imagination to think of worst case scenarios. You can use your imagination to say all the reasons why something is impossible. You can come up with all the reasons. You can you can say, here's all the ways this will not work. Here's how, here's how, here's how. You are using your imagination right there. But you can also use your imagination to come up with plans. You can use your imagination to come up with creative solutions. You can use your imagination to say, if this were possible, how? Would it be possible? You can put a how in front of the can I. How can I do this? If it were possible, how could I? So incorrect use of our imagination. So I want to keep this pretty short and get to the point. So I just want you to know an invisible barrier is in the use of our imagination. You can use it negatively. You can use it for you. You can create plans and solutions, or you can use it to say all the reasons why something's going to fail and not work. Number four is we allow someone else to determine our attitude. Man, that is so good. Um, and, and I think as Zig Ziglar said that your attitude will determine your altitude, right? It's our attitude that will determine our altitude. And so the barrier is we allow someone else to determine our attitude. That's a powerful thing because 
your attitude is your choice. My attitude is my choice. I can't control the things people say about me or the things they may do to me or or whatever. But one thing I can control is my response. It's my attitude. And I'm going to share this story. Many of you have heard it before. And if you've listened to the podcast, you may have heard this story before. I'm going to share it again. And it's our, our oldest son. His name's Colton. He came to me one day and Man, he's just mad, right? He was mad. He's so mad that bottom lip was just a quivering, and he was saying, oh, oh, just Brady made me so mad. Oh, Brady made me so mad. <laughs> and Brady's his younger brother. And so I asked him, I said, well, Colton, how did he make you mad? And got down to it. Brady had said something that made him mad. And I said, Colton, you know, if somebody else can make you mad, if somebody else can make you sad, if somebody else can make you glad, then you've been had. Because if somebody else can make you sad, mad, or glad, you've been had because what you've done is you've given somebody else power over the one thing you control, and that's your emotions. It's your attitude. And, and when when my day is determined by somebody else, it, it, meaning if, if today's going to be a good day or a bad day or a happy day or a sad day, if it's determined by somebody else, I've deemed myself powerless and I've given somebody else that much power and control over me. And you are far too valuable to allow somebody else to have that kind of control over you. It is a barrier. And, and so first is understanding that we have control over our attitude. There's a quote, I forget who it's by, I don't want to share it, it says, the world holds up a merciless mirror reflecting back our character in our experiences. Think about that. The world holds up a merciless mirror reflecting back our character in our experiences. Here's what that means. That means that if everybody I come in contact with seems to be mean and rude, then I may need to check myself because according to this, they are reflecting back to me the character that they are experiencing. If everybody I come in contact with seems to be in a bad mood, then I probably need to check myself. Uh, our daughter used to be really funny when she was missing her front two teeth. I would say, hey, Kendall, when we see somebody without a smile on, what do we do? And she would put a big old grin and say, give them hours, right? It was really funny because she was missing the two teeth. But the world holds up a merciless mirror reflecting back our character and our experiences. Um, I've heard this story and you you may have heard this before as well if you've been in into personal growth for a while but there was these two men two different towns and they were moving to a new town and um the first guy he comes into town and on the town square he sees an older gentleman it's his first day in town so he goes up to the older gentleman and he says um excuse me sir um i'm new to town can you tell me a little bit about this town and the guy Kind of looks up at him, older gentleman looks up and says, well, tell me a little bit about your old town. And the guy says, yeah, oh, man, I'm telling you, I'm just so glad to be out of that place. I mean, everybody there, they were rude. They, they were manipulative. They tried to take advantage of you. And, and I, man, I just couldn't wait to get out of there. The older gentleman, he kind of looked back up at him and said, you know, I'm afraid you're going to find this town to be much like your old town. And the guy kind of lowered his head and shook his head and said, that's, that's what I was afraid of. And he walked off. 
The next guy walks up and and he sees the older guy there too at the town square. So he walks up and says, excuse me, sir. Hey, I'm new to town. Can you tell me a little bit about this town? The old man looks up at him and says the same thing. Hey, well, you know what? Um, tell me about your previous town. And the guy said, he with a big smile on his face, you know, I'm telling you, we loved the people. We loved our community. We hated to leave. But it was just time. I've got a job offer and had the opportunity to to move here and just, you know, really, really hated to leave. It was just some of the nicest, kindest people in the world. And the guy looks up at him and says, well, I believe you'll find that this town will be very much like your old town. And see, the world holds up a merciless mirror reflecting back our character and our experiences. The barriers when we allow other people to determine our attitude. Number five is we do not commit to growth, right? We we do not make this commitment. You got to Beyonce, right? You got to put a ring on your growth and development. And said I'm going to make a commitment to my growth and my development. I'm going to make. I'm going to determine within me. I will never get to the point of arrival. Like I, I want to continue to grow. The moment we say we've arrived, we've learned it all is the moment it's OV, it's over with, right? Growth is the only guarantee that tomorrow will be better. And if I'm not growing today than I am today, all I will ever be. Come on, that is more depressing than it is motivating. We got to make the commitment to our own growth and development. We cannot rest on our best. See, today, I, I want to make today my masterpiece. I want to make today my very best. I'm going to, there's a ceiling for today that I'm going to strive for. But when I wake up in the morning, that ceiling is now my floor, right? I, I want to, I, I want to continue to grow. And, and growth, I'll tell you, it comes at a cost, right? There is a price to be paid. And, and that price is, is often, you know, with your time, but it's with your money too. Right. Like it, it costs money and time, but you are your number one asset, your growth and your development. I'm all in on investing in the stock market and crypto and real estate, all that good stuff. Right. But I'm all in on uh, investing in you. Invest in you. Nobody can take that away. Right. Nobody can take that away. I like what John Maxwell talks about. He says that people have uphill dreams but they have downhill habits. If you've got an uphill dream, you're going to have to have uphill habits. And that comes with growing, developing and investing in you. And I'm telling you, it's uphill and it's uphill all the way. It's all the way. As, as I've learned, learned and, and invested in me, the more I know, the more I understand that I don't know. And it just drives this hunger within me to get better. If you want to add value to people, you got to make yourself more valuable, continuing to make yourself more valuable. Um, one last thing is, is, is you know, it, you don't want to settle, but you do want to celebrate. Um, so, you know, in those moments of victories, high five, pat yourself on the back, pat your team on the back. We celebrate that and you give yourself 24 hours, right? 24 hours to celebrate, but then 24 hours is up. Hey, it's, 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 let's keep going, right? We got things to do. We got things to build and never want to retire. Okay, never want to retire. And that's a whole nother thing, but I'll I'll leave that there. Um, but also I'll say this on the opposite end too. You know, we all have times of dis disappointment and discouragement. You get 24 hours there as well, right? So put on your sad, sappy song, boo-hoo, cry, but 
24 hours, it's time to get back up. It's time to get going, right? So number six is we settle for good enough. Good, good is a barrier. At Jim Collins in his book, Good to Great, he said, good is the enemy of great. And that is one of the key reasons why we have so little that become great. We don't have great schools, mainly because we have good schools. We don't have great government, mainly because we have good government. And few people attain great lives in large part because it's just so easy to settle for good life. I believe greatness is within you. I believe that you are destined to do great things. I believe this world needs you. It needs your gifts. It needs every every ounce of your gifts, talents, and abilities. And, and you know what? At the end of your life, I hope you laid it all out on the field. Uh, you know, I hope you lay it all out there that whenever you get get to heaven and you're standing before the Lord and you say, Lord, I laid it all out there. I left it all out there, right? <laughs> I just want to encourage you. So these are barriers again that I've seen leaders that, that prevent leaders and their teams from reaching their potential. It's falling into the comparison trap. It's when we don't allow ourselves to be present. It's when we use our imagination incorrectly. We allow someone else to determine our attitude and our attitude determines our altitude, guys. We don't commit to growth and when we settle for good enough. So, hey, I hope today has added value to you. Make sure you like and subscribe so you can stay up to date with any future episodes of Principles with Corey and Logan. And hey, um, again, we've got our goal setting workshop. If you want to plan, if you want to create a plan of how to get from here to there, then I want to encourage you to join us in January in Tupelo, Mississippi. So hope you have an awesome day and God bless.